I just want to remind you of this truth that the the God who sent his, himself wrapped in flesh to crawl on a cross so that we can have life on earth abundantly and to share that life and love and light with other people in whatever way that looks. Maybe it's a yoga class. Maybe it's in some other skill set you have has filled you with everything you need to do that work. If you are a yoga teacher and you find yourself struggling with fear, maybe it's fear of starting something new, something you feel like you need to do or want to do, but you're afraid to do it. Maybe it's fear of making a big change. There's something you're doing that you need to change or want to change the way you're doing it or what what you're doing. Maybe you feel like you need to say no to some things and you're afraid of how people might take it. There's likely something that you're struggling with where fear is getting in the way and stopping you from doing or stopping something. So if that's you, I want you to grab a cup of coffee, find a cozy spot, pull up a chair, and let's chat about fear. Hey friend, welcome to the Jesus Coffee Yoga Podcast, where we talk about Jesus, yoga, and sometimes coffee or tea. Kristen, what's in your cup? What's in my cup? I am drinking... This new tea that I got, I'm actually drinking on ice. I brewed this little mini cup. I think I told you guys about last time, a uh, little teapot. Anyways, I'm drinking on ice. It is, it's called London Fog. I just got it. It's the first time I've actually had it before. So it's delicious. It tastes like vanilla and lavender. And I can definitely feel the surge of <laughs> caffeine coming from it. Like it is strong. So it's quite delicious. What are you drinking? Um, well, before we go there, just... I don't know if this happens to you guys, but maybe it's me because I'm so musical. Like I've, I've played drums my whole life and just music is a big part of life. And like I will hear a word or a phrase and instantly I've got a song in my head. Sometimes it's an annoying song. Sometimes it's not. And uh, now I've got I'm a little teapot stuck in my head. So you probably do <laughs> well, too. If you well. sing it, then it'll just come out, right? Like it'll just be your brain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so today... I brought the bag with me so that I can remember what it was called. This one is from Kenya. I really, I dig the African coffees. I don't know what, not all of them, but a lot of them. Uh, this one is Kirin Yaga Peaberry. Kirin, Kirin Yaga Peaberry from Kenya. I probably butchered that, but it's quite delicious. It's yeah. Is it strong? Yeah. In the previous episode, I mentioned how like, coffees can taste different based on like where they're grown because of the soil contents and even like their elevation and all that. And I, I don't fully understand why. And I, I can't taste something and go, Oh, that's a, you know, whatever, but uh, I can definitely tell the difference in yeah. things that I like, like, and that I don't like. Yeah. Do you ever know when you've had too much coffee? Like you're just like, Oop, that was too much. <laughs> yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's always, it? it's always too late. You're feeling just a little bit jittery. Um, Sometimes too, like anxiousness will, will creep in there. A lot of times for me, uh, so I, I have some natural twitches. I've always been just a little twitchy and those get worse. So like I have this like eye twitch that goes on at that, or like in my face that that gets worse. And then sometimes I get a little sweaty, like extra sweaty. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> can't do much about that. A little too late now. <laughs> like, sorry, I just had too much coffee. <laughs> <laughs> TMI. I'm sure you guys didn't, didn't really care to hear that, but. I don't know. I nervous sweat. Like if I'm nervous, I start sweating. Like my pores are just like, hey, we're nervous. <laughs> just start sweating. Yeah. And I'm just kind of a sweater anyways. I'm naturally uh, very sweaty, which I think we're in good company. A lot of yoga teachers probably get sweaty too. Well, 
I do not have a fear of being sweaty. I've learned to just manage it. But we are going to talk about some fears today. Rational, irrational, right? Like, um, man, this, this one keeps coming up. Like, the more we converse with other yoga teachers, whether it's through coaching sessions or just online, or those of you that are kind of reaching out to us now that you've found the podcast and listened, we love hearing from you guys, by the way. But something that just continues in the background of a lot of language that we hear from yoga teachers is fear. Like there's just a lot of fear. So we thought, you know what? Let's, let's look, let's look it in the eye and let's talk about it. I first and foremost want to say like fear is a natural human emotion. Like God gave us fear, like to avoid bears and, you know, like, like it is not wrong to be afraid. I think that sometimes we just, our mind has got almost, it's like, it's almost like our minds have gotten addicted to being like fear being the first emotion and then it just drives the car. And so like the way I feel about running from a bear feels exactly the way I feel about standing in front of a couple hundred people to speak to them. My brain doesn't know the difference. So I just want to kind of start with that. Like, it's not bad to be afraid, but we need to tell our fear. Like, right? Like I have a fire burning right now in my house and it's keeping my house warm. So the fire is not bad. It's, it's keeping my house warm. But if the fire gets out of control, it's going to burn my house down. Right? So let's, let's kind of look at the role that fear plays in our lives and the ways that it may be holding us back. I want to read the definition of fear. I I don't know why. Sometimes I just just want to look up what the actual word means without spiritualizing anything. Like I just want to know what the actual definition of fear is. So uh, fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. So you standing in front of your very first yoga class is not dangerous or a threat. So how do we separate ourselves from this this fear that is meant to keep us safe and this fear that's keeping us so safe that it's keeping us stuck, right? I have a couple scriptures. I'd love, before we even get into today's work, I would love to share with you. The first one comes from... um, Psalms 139. And I want you to kind of pray this prayer over yourself before we even move into the rest of this episode. It's Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. It says, God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden within me. Put me to the test and sift through my anxious thoughts. See if there's any path of pain that I'm walking on and lead me back to your glorious, everlasting ways, the path that brings me back to you. So what, I, what, what stood out to me about this scripture is, for one, we invite God into this fear. We say, God, show me the places that I'm not trusting you. God, show me the places that I am irrationally a- afraid of fill in the blank. Because like I said, sometimes we're, we're so conditioned to be afraid that it's become a habit. And if you didn't listen to our podcast on habits, we talk about how your habits drive 50% of your life. Subconsciously, you're just walking around not knowing what's happening. So if fear is, is such a habit that it's now driving your subconscious life or your conscious life, um, I think it's important that we ask God to show us those things. Show us the places that I am... I'm afraid that I don't need to be afraid because I trust you. 
Um, that's a really bold prayer to pray. <laughs> God examine me. So that would be my my first call to action for you, teacher, is to ask God to enter this conversation with you, with us, and that He would um, sift through your anxious thoughts, your um, your scared heart, and show them to you, and remind you that He is with you in all of it. Right? Do you have anything on that, Nick? Well, there's something you said that stuck out to me. Uh, I'm trying to remember exactly how you said it, but like with fear becoming a habit and like keeping you comfortable and like it, it becomes this feedback loop of like, I'm afraid of this thing, so I won't do it. And now I feel safe and like, Ooh, I avoid, I avoided, like you said, the definition, discomfort, danger, <laughs> pain, or a threat. And like you get in this loop of, cause it's not a real dangerous situation or pain or threat. It's a, it's a perceived thing that your brain, like you said earlier, is like, I don't want to say evolution of like a, you know, total, whatever, macro evolution, but like over time, our bodies and our brains have, have evolved a little bit or developed from like our caveman days or days when we really had to be concerned with a mountain lion, like eating us nowadays, unless you live in the mountains with mountain lions, that's probably not a threat. But we still, our brains still work that way with like perceiving threats. They're just trying to keep us alive and help us survive. And so the same, the very, we, we get the same emotions and the same feelings in our body physiologically of yeah, when adrenaline. a mountain lion is potentially about to kill us when like, you know, something very non-threatening <laughs> happens. It's all the same emotions. And like, we need to work with that. And realize, and, and there are ways to kind of talk ourselves off the ledge, you know, step, spec, step back from that ledge, my friend. What is that song? Step <laughs> back from that ledge. <laughs> Makes me think of that movie that Jim Carrey did. Uh, was it Yes Man? Wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. I don't know. I, I digress. <laughs> um, but there are things that we can do to kind of like in the moment, you know, snap us out of it and, and help shift that. Uh, the, that part of our brain, is it the amygdala or whatever? That's like the fight, flight, or freeze to get it back into our prefrontal cortex, not to get too nerdy, but like the part of our executive function that helps us, Irrational. yeah, it helps us think and make wise decisions that goes offline when fear kicks in and when those, those emotions pop up and we have to do things to like snap it back to the front of our mind where we can be rational and, and make good good choices. So just knowing that is one, one major thing. Um, so before we jump into some of this other stuff, even as a yoga teacher, you guys know the power of breath, right? And how like that could be one thing of like, you can just, you can take deep breaths and just, just that slight pause and breathing can help bring that sense of calm and like kind of transition it. Right. Is there anything else uh, in the moment that you feel like can kind of help you snap out of it? That's good. Um, something that as you were talking I was looking at the definition that we have written down for fear, and it says that it's danger, pain, or threat, but it doesn't say discomfort. It doesn't say that like fear should keep us from being uncomfortable. And I think sometimes we confuse discomfort with danger, pain, or threat, right? So maybe threat, like it's threatening like what our, our pride, it's threatening our, you know what I mean? So like, I think that that's interesting because we have gotten, we've gotten comfortable with being comfortable. We have gotten in a habit of comfort. And to be honest, like it's 
kind of wrecking our lives in some ways and keeping us playing small and not shining as bright as we are called to shine because we're so afraid of of everything. Like we just got in the habit of being afraid. So I'm ready. I'm let's let's dig into this and uh, see if we can help some people get free from this fear or at least take their next steps as they are rumbling with this idea of what it looks like to be free from fear. Yeah. So the the first step uh, that I want you to take is is doing an exercise called fear setting. And I mean, there's other ways we we could say this, but I got this from Tim Ferriss, who wrote a book back in I don't know 2004 or something called the Four Hour Work Week, which is an amazing book. Um, read that sometime. It's it's really helpful for a it's business good. owner. But he had one exercise in there called fear setting where you take the thing you're afraid of. Let's say you're going to make a, a big jump. And just for the sake of, it, of the example, let's say you want to teach yoga full-time. You have like a different job and you want it, like you want yoga to be your full-time thing, but you're afraid. So, all right, let's talk through that. Like, so this would be what, like what would happen if you like what are you, what are you afraid of? Let's say I'm afraid that I'll fail. Okay, so what would happen if you failed? Like, what does that even look like? Well, so failure would be I don't bring in enough money to take care of my family. Like, okay, so what? Let's say that happened. What would happen then? Let's say you've been teaching for a while. Hopefully, you had some savings and like that's gone. And now, like, okay, you're not making enough money to support your family. Now what? Okay, well, I would either have to figure out another way to like make more money or maybe go back and get a job. Okay. So you would, you would go back and get, get a job and then what? Well, then I would be providing for my family and I could maybe try again, like part-time, like there's always a way you can address the thing that came up. I mean, even if the fear, let's say it's just crazy and like every step you're like, well, then what, well, then what? And you're like, well, then I'll die. Okay. And then you go to heaven and you win. Like, okay. So like, if if you really just talk through every single stage of like, what am I afraid of? Okay. Then what would happen? Okay. Then what would you do? Okay. Then what are you afraid of? Okay. Then what would happen? And then what would you do? You just take that all the way to the end. And like, I think most of the time you'll find, you'll know what to do or you can figure it out. And like, you're not going to die. Well, and even death in itself is a rational fear because we weren't made for death. So like we won't stay on that, but even in that, like if that's your greatest fear, like it's because we weren't made for death. We don't, we don't know how to do it. We've never done it before. So I think that's really good to, to just take it all the way to the, to the very, very edge of what's, what is the fear? Like, what am I actually afraid of? I know for me, it's a lot less um, like physical or practical. It's more like feeling like a failure, feeling like this failed. And, you know, we've talked a lot about failure and how, you know, failure is a gift. You fail forward. You know, we've heard, we've heard all of it. Like when you fail, it, it just gives you information about what needs to change or it, it invites innovation. Right. But it still doesn't deny the fact that like, I'm feeling like a failure. And I think this is where we really have to stick with. And we've talked a lot about identity too. Like I know who I am. I know who God is to me and my relationship with him. Fear is just information about where I'm not trusting God. I'll say it one more time for those of you that were kind of listening on like two speed and the kids are in the car. Fear is just information about where we are not trusting God. Now lace that into everything that you're afraid of, right? And it's scary. It's scary to acknowledge this this fear, but the more we acknowledge it, the more we have power over it or the less it has power over us. 
And that's freeing. That's empowering. So I think this is a great like first step is just acknowledge it and go there. If you feel like you don't want to go there because you don't want to get stuck there, hire a counselor to help you walk through that fear and walk through that with you so that you don't feel like you're going to get there and be like, oh, I don't know where to go from here, right? But that, that's that's totally fine. Get, get, get a counselor or somebody that can do that with you. But this is a great first step to acknowledging um, this this fear that that tends to have a hold of us. I think you can add on to that too, not just where you're not trusting God. I think it can show you where you're valuing worldly things above godly things. So if you're afraid of, and, and, and I'm not pointing fingers, like we all, I deal with this too. So yep. when we're afraid to do something because of failure, like what's behind that? Well, I don't want to look like a failure. All right, what are we valuing here? What God's called me to do or like being the person God called me to be or saying the message I feel like he's, he wants me to say. I'm valuing other people's thoughts and opinions of me more than that. Yeah. So it's revealing some idols in our life. Well, yeah, I was going to say, it's like we're placing the, the, um, the calling that God has given us on the altar of other people's opinions. And we're sacrificing this calling because we're so worried about what other people are going to think. And when, when they, because when you fail, a lot of times you fail out loud. Like that's just true. When you are doing meaningful work and impactful work, it's out loud, but so are your failures. And sometimes it just sucks really bad. <laughs> but I think there's also a sense of like, maybe I'm not trusting God, but maybe in that, sometimes I don't trust myself to do what I said I was going to do, to to uh, show up to this thing that I feel like God has given me and um, unwrap that together. Like I just don't, there's a lot, a lack of trust in myself as well, which will lead to failure, you know? Yeah. And I think there's also an important piece here that I maybe was going to touch on in another section, but let's just go here now that yeah. failure is also part of the process. Uh, if you look at a, a child and how they learn how to walk a baby, you know, they, they start, they roll over and then they crawl and like, there's just these little baby steps. And it's really not until they try to start walking that you start to really see this in action. We're like, well, even they, they pull themselves up, you know, and, and then they might try to like let go and they fall. Like crazy. Yeah. Or then, then they might start trying to take a step and they fall, but like failure is just a part of it. That's how they learn how to walk. And then that's how you learn how to run. That's how you learn how to ride a bike. Like that's really how we were meant to learn. And it's really how our brains work. Now uh, there's this book called Psycho-Cybernetics. Horrible title. It sounds like some weird like Terminator kind of thing. It's not at all. It's it's a it's an extremely helpful book. It really helped me in, in a, a hard season. Of uh, So if you're battling with like mindset and fear and, and all the stuff, it's, it's a very helpful book. And I'll, I'll link to it in, in the show notes. But like our brains are goal-seeking organisms and it's kind of designed like this. There's this feedback loop of like, think of a, a, a torpedo. A torpedo launches and the way that it works is that there's this feedback loop of like, am I headed in the right direction? And if it's yes, I keep going. If it's no, I course correct. And now it's just constant. Now am I heading the right direction? And it's just this kind of, they call it tacking, even sailing, where you're just like left, right, left, right, left, right, you know, little adjustments. And then it hits the target. And we're, we're the same way. Like you try something, oh, that didn't work. Okay, well, now I'm going to try this other thing. Okay, well, that didn't work. And like, so there's this kind of tacking, this zigzagging of like trying it, figuring it out. And really uh, to go along with something else you said, failure is feedback. So if you can view it like that, like it's really, it has nothing to do with 
us and our value and like all the stuff that we really are, are, we care about and we're letting it stop us from doing these things. It's just feedback. It's just telling you, Hey, that didn't work. So let's tweak something. And it's part, I wish it was, sometimes it is obvious, but sometimes it's not. And you have to kind of do some investigating and experimenting and trying, but like, that's just part of the process. And that's how you learn. And if you're, if you're letting that, the fear of failing, stop you from ever starting, it's just, it's so sad because that's just, that's normal. It's just part of the process. And you just don't see it a lot too, where we see people that look like overnight successes on social media. And we think like they just nailed it and never struggled. Like, no, I guarantee they had failures. Maybe some of me saw, maybe some of me, you, you don't. A lot of times we don't. And we just don't, we, it's like, we think we're the only ones that screw up and fail and other people just have it all figured out. No, failure is part of the process. Yeah. Okay. So our first thing we're going to do is go there. We're going to fear, what'd you call it? Fear setting. We're just going to go there. We're going to play it all out. What's the next thing that we're going to do is we're looking at this fear. Okay. So next we are not trying to avoid fear. So a lot of people will at all costs just try to avoid fear. And that's not at all what we're trying to do. We're just navigating with fear. We're learning how to operate in spite of the fear, with the fear. I think there's this misconception that you shouldn't feel the fear, that like if fear is there, something's wrong. And I would actually say maybe with fear being present, maybe that's an indication you're on the right track. If what you're trying to do is so easy that there's just no fear involved, like maybe you're setting your sights a little too low. I don't, I don't think God calls you to do something that's really easy and, and comfortable and doesn't require him. I think he tends to call us to do things that do require him. If you look at the Bible, it's just riddled with all these stories of people, unlikely people, who didn't look like they were the ones that you would pick to do the thing and didn't have all the qualities and the qualifications of what that person should have. And God used them to do incredible things. I think that it's important to... Like we said, recognize the fear, give it less power, but also put strategies in place that help us navigate the fear, like deal with the fear, right? Um, instead of trying to avoid it, which it's so like humans to be like, oh, that's, I don't like that. Bye. Or like truly our fight or flight, there's some healing that needs to happen in our parasympathetic system that fear is triggered by just the littlest of things, right? Um, and so maybe there's some work to be done there, but I think that it is important to put in strategies. So when I feel this fear, this is, this is what I'm going to do. This is the step I'm going to take. So kind of like even looking forward, like I know it's coming. I know that, that anytime we are called to higher things, to more things, to different things, to a new season or whatever, I know fear is there. So let's just acknowledge that fear isn't going anywhere on this side of heaven. We will always have fear. <laughs> like, like welcome to the podcast where we encourage you. Yeah, no, it's, it is, it's always there. So if I know that fear is always lurking around the corner, I have two options. I can run and I can hide, right? So there's your fight, flight, freeze, right? I can stay paralyzed and just stay really still and hope it doesn't see me. Or I can, I can armor myself up, right? I can, I can strengthen my body. I can strengthen my mind. That's what we're really talking about here is mental fitness. If we just want to call a spade a spade is men being mentally fit, not even tough, but like fit. Like I go to the gym four or five days a week to train my body to be stronger, to be healthy, to, you know, rejuvenate itself. Like I intentionally walk into that gym and I put myself in very uncomfortable <laughs> positions. Um, 
So why do we not do this with our mind and and set a strategy, set some sort of like, okay, when it comes, because it will, it will. If you're doing things that, that matter, it will. When it comes, I'm going to do this. And I think that that's really important instead of just trying to go around it or hide from it, right? Yeah. And I think too, there's this this false idea, this limiting belief or lie that we believe that like, when I get to a certain level, I won't be afraid anymore. And that's just absolutely not true. And 100% wrong. In, in my own experience <laughs> and in, in mentors and people that, that I look up to, and they would say the same thing. They're like, just at every new stage, like if you're always growing, which hopefully you are, you're constantly confronted with things you've never done before or stepping into like new and bigger arenas. And even they would say like, I thought I would be done with fear, but like I'm doing something new and it just comes right back. And so learning these strategies of, of how to deal with fear and what to do with it, not just trying to avoid it or, or thinking like I shouldn't have fear at, at certain levels because it, it will always creep its head back in. Yeah. I think, will you, I know you gave this example on the last episode that we did, but will you share your kind of the image, like the picture that you painted with like fear in the driver's seat versus where it should go and just kind of like refresh us on that. Cause I love this idea. And I think that I'm a very visual person. So I like, I want to imagine. Yeah. It. So I think a lot of us ride around in the car with fear at the wheel. So fear is driving and telling us where to go and it's controlling where we go and what, what we do. And it's time for us to take back the driver's seat and to, to mm-hmm. get fear out. And maybe in the beginning, fear just moves over into the passenger seat. And so we're driving like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go where I want to go now or where I'm called to go. And then fear starts like, turning the radio and you're like, stop it. Like slap, slap fear's hand. No, I, I pick the music in this car. And, you know, little by little, it's, you take back more control. Maybe fear ends up in the, in the backseat and it's a backseat driver and it'll pop up and be like, turn left here. And you're like, no fear. No, that's not where we're headed. I'm in, I'm in control. Um, or, you know, with, mm-hmm. with God's help, you know, Jesus, take the wheel. No, I think a lot of times Jesus is like, <laughs> you're at the wheel. I'm, I'm your navigator. Yeah. I, I can help navigate. I can help, help with your direction, but you're the one that's got to drive. And yeah. so I don't want to get uber spiritual, but we definitely go through seasons where I want, I do. I want to get okay. uber spiritual here because I think that so many times, like God is in the passenger seat or maybe fears in the passenger seat when God is, should be in the passenger seat. And he's saying, all right, let's go. And fear is in the back seat, So you can hear it hollering from the back seat. but God's in the passenger seat. But, but we're so bound to what's happening in the backseat. Like we won't even start the car. Like God's like, all right, let's go. I'm ready to, I'm, I'm going to navigate you. I've got my GPS pulled up. We're, we're going to go here and here and we won't even start the car. And I think that this is what so many of us find ourselves doing is like, like we won't even, we won't even say yes to the thing that we're, even if we're like excited to go on this adventure and do this thing and love on these people in this way and impact the people that we're called to, to, to love and, and because we won't even start the car because fear is in the backseat making a fuss like a two-year-old, right? Like, and so like, as you were talking, I was kind of putting all that together and that's why I was like, no, I want to go there. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I might go to this in in the next point. So I don't want to get too far ahead, but back to that analogy of some people waiting for all the lights to turn green before they leave the driveway. And that's just not, that's just not normal. And, but we'll let fear throw all those like, well, but what about this? And what about this? This isn't right. This isn't right. Like there's all these things that could go wrong and that all the reasons you're not ready. And if you're just waiting for all green lights, like that it just ain't going to happen and you're not going to do it. And you're going to let fear rob you of the, the blessings 
and, and everything that will come from you leaning into your calling and your dreams. All right. So we are going to navigate life with fear and not avoid it. What's next? Real quick, friend, if any of these episodes have helped you in some way, would you please take a minute and leave us a review on whatever platform you use for podcasts? We love that we get to share this information with you for free. And when you leave a review, it lets other teachers know that this is valuable and just might change someone else's life. It would mean the world to us if you take a moment and do that right now and then come right back to this episode. Thanks. Now back to the show. So number three, we want to focus on the right things. So a lot of times with fear, and this is a struggle of mine that I've, I've had to really work on. Again, that book, Psycho-Cybernetics, really helped, is focus on what you do want and not on what you don't want. So our brains, back to that uh, goal-seeking organism, and, and this is where that came from, is from that book, that when you give your brain something to focus on, your brain's like, ooh, this is important, so let's figure this out. Let's, let's get this thing for this person. And so if you're focusing on what you don't want, your brain doesn't even know the difference. It's just like, ooh, you're focusing, so I'm gonna help you get that. I've heard other people articulate it this way, that there's this like automatic thing in your brain that whatever you're focusing on, it's trying to uh, like get rid of distractions because like we, there's so much stimuli, especially in our, our current life of like things and noises and like just like our brain, we would go crazy if we didn't have a way to kind of block out the stuff that's distractions or that we don't care about. But like, have you heard that this example of you're, you're looking to buy a car, say you need to buy a new car and you're checking out, you want to get like a gray Camry and you suddenly start seeing like all these gray Camrys. You're like, holy cow, like everyone seems to have this car. Like it's just, your brain knows that this is important to you and it's focused. It's, it's focusing on that and blur and blurring out all the other stuff, all the, all the distractions. That stuff was always there. It's just now that your brain is aware that that's important to you, it starts helping you bringing that to the forefront. It's just like if you're in a crowded room and you hear your name, suddenly you're like, oh, you heard your name. Where all the other words and conversations, you're just kind of like not paying attention. But but your brain is, there's a few things that it knows is important to you. One would be your name where suddenly you're like, oh, I, I just heard my name. It's the same kind of thing here that if you're focusing on these things you don't want, you're just going to get more of that. Your brain sees that this is important to you and it's just focusing more on that. So if you don't want failure, if you don't want you know, all the stuff that, that you don't want and you're thinking of that, you're going to get that. Whereas if you focus on what you do want, now your brain is seeing, oh, this is important to this person. I'm going to help you try to get there. And it just it just flips that and now helps you get what you actually do want. And that's a practice, just like we were talking about earlier. Like, it's literally a mental fitness. <laughs> like you have to train your brain to be in this place of discomfort, right? Um, this is uncomfortable. Like what I want to do is this. And what I've habitually done is this. When I feel this fear, I do or don't do this thing. And so to intentionally go put yourself under a mental weight bar <laughs> and to actually practice, it is a practice. Come on, yoga teachers. Can I get an amen from anybody? Um, it is a practice building that mental muscle in your brain to say, this feels uncomfortable. I am not at danger. I am, I am not, um, what was the other one? We have danger, danger, pain, or threat. None of those things are, are happening to me in this very real moment. So I'm really just uncomfortable, right? And so 
then I'm going to choose to stay uncomfortable as I move through this. I'm going to squat down and push this bar back up. I'm going to do it over and over and over. And then I'm going to go home and recover. And then I'm going to do it over again. And then I'm going to keep doing it because eventually you start adding weight on there. That's, that's when we start growing. That's when we start getting stronger and fitter and faster and all of those things. The same thing is true for your mind. And I, I think that it's really important to, to pay attention to, to your thoughts. Like that's why I wanted to open this uh, episode up with just examine my heart, God, because you may be thinking thoughts you didn't even know you were having. So continuing that conversation with God, what, what thoughts am I keeping? Right. Yeah. And back to a, a struggle that, that I had again, this, this is very real for me that I, I in my old career, uh, a lot of what I did was software testing. I was really good at finding everything that's wrong with like a piece of software. I was really good at finding bugs and like just in general, I just, I'm a detail person and I can just, I just notice stuff that's wrong because I love to fix stuff. And uh, I was working with a coach who's trying to help me just kind of get out of my own way and, and grow things. And we were, we were talking through, he had an idea for something and I'm like, I was telling him like, well, here's all the reasons why that won't work. And it was probably a good 30 minutes. And he's like, Nick, hold on. Do you realize you just told me for about 30 minutes straight, all the reasons why this won't work? Like, okay. Yeah. It's like, how about for the next 30 minutes, tell me all the reasons how this could work. Tell me all the mm-hmm. good things. Like what, what, what would your life look like if this worked? What could this do for you and your family? What could this do for you in your business? Um, tell me like, so it just, we just kind of flipped the script. I'm like, holy cow. Okay. I'm, I'm just viewing everything through this lens of only looking for the bad and like why something won't work. And what a powerful flip it was when I was like, it's so good. holy cow. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. What could this do? And it was super motivating as well. You're like, man, this, this could be great. This could for all these reasons. And like, it was, so if you find yourself that if you're more critical like that, and you tend to find all the reasons why something won't work. I want to challenge you to flip that and actually spend some time writing it down or, or talking out. What would this look like if it did work? And like, how could I make this work? And it's it's a super powerful uh, script to flip. Yeah. And on that same note, I think it kind of just brings us into our fourth and final point. And that is to watch what you're filling your mind and your heart with. Make sure that what you're putting, what you're allowing through your eyeballs, and your ears, and even your body, like what you're allowing in, which to a high extent, we can control that. Like I think we think so many times, like we can't control that. You know how I control that? I take social media off this little phone. (laughs) That is one way to keep my mind and my heart more aligned and closely aligned with what I'm hearing and sensing and um, understanding from God, because I'm not constantly filling my mind and my my thoughts with the noise of other people, the noise of the world, the noise of what's not good, right? So, so I think it's really important to to stay in alignment with God's truth, um, in prayer, in staying in the in scriptures, and allowing that to be what guides you. Um, and I think that's what sets us apart from just any typical like business, you know, when people are like, I actually sat and listened to a person speak uh, to other business owners and entrepreneurs. And she spoke with a lot of fear and mistrust in the background of her language. And, um, which 
is not uncommon. Like it's not uncommon for, for me to hear that even from professionals. But what I feel like in that moment, I thought, why do I not feel this way? Because I have been burned. I have made a lot of mistakes. I have done these things. I have had to have these questions with myself. And when I asked myself that question in that meeting, I thought it's because I know who God is and I know who he's created me to be. So therefore I know what to do. Even if my, my, my next step is just saying yes, right? Like sometimes our next step is just obeying this call that we feel like we've been given. And so I think making sure that you are aligning yourself with people, with words, with sounds, like all the things that can come into your mind is going to be so important as you're looking at how to be more mentally fit and being able to um, keep fear in its right container, right? And in and, and the backseat or in the trunk, preferably. I want to share scripture really quick, just as a reminder, like as we were kind of penciling out what we wanted to share with you through this episode, this scripture came to me first. And I, I just want to remind you of this. So if this is the first truth that you've heard all day or listened to or watched or whatever, um, let, let, let these words just kind of saturate your heart and your mind as you start to look at the role that fear is playing in your life. Because I want to remind you of this. It's Ephesians 3, um, starting at verse 16. It says, I pray that he would unveil within you the unlimited riches of glory and favor until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with his divine might and explosive power. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside, inside you and the resting place of his love will become the very source and root of your life. Then you will be empowered to discover what every Holy One experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is His love, and how enduring and inclusive is it? Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will, he will outdo them all for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. That's some good news. That is some good news. And it is a reminder that the thoughts I'm keeping the company I'm keeping, that's all either fueling or buckling in my fear, right? And so I just want to remind you of this truth that the, the God who sent his, himself wrapped in flesh to crawl on a cross so that we can have life on earth abundantly and to share that life and love and light with other people in whatever way that looks, maybe it's a yoga class, maybe it's in some other skill set you have, has filled you with everything you need to do that work with him in faith, which means it is going to require some trust falls. It is going to require you to jump and say yes before you even know where you're going and trusting him with the rest. But I love the very first couple of words of that scripture when Paul prays, I pray that you he unveils these things in you. And so I pray, that is my prayer for this, this podcast, this episode, really this podcast as a whole, but is that 
as you're listening, things are like some scales are being removed from your eyes to see where fear is sitting in the driver's seat. So not only can you live a more expansive, abundant, um, amazing life that that God has promised to to give us and to be with us. That doesn't mean everything is amazing, but it means that his presence trumps all of the other stuff, but so that it can overflow into those around you because that's why we do what we do. That's why we do what we do. And thank God that he allows us to do it. And it can be a profession for us as well. Like that's to me, that just blows my mind that like I get to do business with the God of the universe I get to do work that I love that impacts people's lives. Like literally somebody the other day told me, you changed my life. What I said was, God changed your life. I was just a microphone. (laughs) I was just a, a water hose that the water flowed through. But to hear like people's lives are different because of my yes. People's lives are different because I looked at fear in the eye and I said, we're going anyways. Get in the passenger seat, right? And so- I just want to remind you of that truth today. And that was the fourth and and final thing that we wanted to share was make sure that you're filling your mind and your heart with truth and aligning it with God's word. Yeah. And just, just a couple of real practical things too on that. Like maybe you need to watch the news or read the news a little less and scroll social media a little less. You you already mentioned that one, but even like the news, like my, so my dad, he, he won't listen to this and I won't, pick on him too much, but like they, he, he listens to a lot of news. I'm like, dad, like, well, I gotta, I gotta know what's going on. He's a pastor. I gotta know what's going on. Like, yeah, but like, you don't need it on all day. Like, it's just, you're filling your, your, your head with negativity all day long. I'm like, Constantly. like, I don't, I don't want that. Like I, I can keep up with what's going on without having to read all the headlines and news all day, every day. So if you, if you struggle with fear and anxiety, like, and you, watch the news or listen to the news a lot, maybe, maybe cut back on that for a while. And I I had a final thought uh, on practical level too, that you don't need to see the whole staircase to take that first step. And a lot of times we want to, and again, it's the fear, but you just need to take the next step. So whatever that looks like for you, just, just whatever that is, take that one next step. And a lot of times when you do that, the next step will then reveal itself. And then you'll take that step. Mm. And then with some time, that next step will reveal itself. So like, you don't need to see the whole staircase. You just need to take the next step. And until you do, you will never see that next step. It's kind of like with driving at night with your headlights that like you only see so far, but as you move forward, now you see more of the road and then you move forward, you see more of the road. So it's kind of similar. Don't let this, like, I don't know. I don't have all the answers. I don't know how to do this. What all these things I, I don't know how to do and you let that stop you from moving forward. No, just just take that next step and you'll figure all that other stuff out on the way. It reminds me of the scripture in Psalm, I think it's Psalms 119. And it says, um, your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. But like, it doesn't say that it's going to light up the whole forest. It literally just, it's illuminating your feet, right? So I don't know what's in the darkness around me, but I know the the God who stands next to me as he lights the path. And sometimes fear, like we said earlier, is just, it's information about where we're not trusting God. And I hope, I hope that one sentence just sets somebody free today and um, revives their hope of their next step and of their future. And speaking of next step, if you find yourself 
in that position where you're like, I'm just not sure what my next step is. And maybe, maybe you need a little help figuring that out. We actually have a group coaching program called Next Steps, where that's exactly what we do. Uh, we meet and have uh, live coaching calls where we talk through these things that kind of hold us back and get in the way and help you figure out what is that next step and help you take it. There's support. There's other teachers who are going through similar things and, and support each other. And uh, it's just a really helpful situation to kind of have that support to figure out and take your next step. So if that sounds like something you might be interested in, head over to christiansdoyoga.com forward slash next steps, and you'll get more information there. Uh, we're running a live group pretty soon. You know, we may make a, 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 ver- a recorded version of it available um, if it's in between um, sessions or whatever, but just head over there and you'll find more information on that. All right. who we got to shake that one off. <laughs> Fear is a liar. I want to leave you with one final thought that we say all the time around here is we feel the fear and we do it anyway. Or say it another way, we do it afraid. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us for today's episode. It's always so, so helpful whenever you share these episodes with your friends. Um, It's for them and for us. It helps us just get to be able to reach more people. So anytime you're sharing, make sure you're subscribed so that you see these new episodes that we have coming uh, down the pipeline. Y'all, we've got some good stuff coming, so stick around. Um, And as always, we want to hear from you. If this is your first time listening to the show, tell us. Let us know where you're coming from. Let us know what you're teaching. Um, Let us know how God used this episode to spark a fire in you or shine a light in a dark corner of your heart. So we love hearing from you guys because if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be here. And it's such an honor to get to share this space with you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will catch you on the next episode.